Okay. Welcome to Into the Gap. Get out of your fucking head. God. I, you know, I got to take a couple of tries. Welcome to Into the Gap Unfiltered, a podcast program that will deal in this particular episode mm-hmm. with the Jeffrey Epstein affair. I'm here with my guest, Mike Sherrick. I'm your guest. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm here. We could re-record this, right? Can no, leave it alone, man. Yeah. No, no. I'm here. I'm here with my partner. I'm Bob Ponder. I'm Bob Pontarelli, and I'm here with my partner, Mike Sherrick. Yeah. And this is what Bob looks like when he's performing in his head. So <laughs> it's, it's really cool. I just un- got done reading a bunch of voiceovers. I know, man. All, it, and unfiltered, up. unfiltered is like, we're supposed to like take the filters off. That's true. No performance. Right. Gut level. I could say fuck. Uh, yes. So I could say that stuff on this one, right? Right. That I can't say on the radio. Right. Which I've only had one violation so far, which I think right. I should be acknowledged I for. still, you should edit that out though, just saying. Why? Uh, it's unfiltered. There should be minimal editing. Yeah. What's wrong? Should never mind. It's fine. Hug? Should we cuddle? So, We're in a nice little room so, here. This so, is conducive to man cuddling, right? <laughs> yes, it is. We could play footsie. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. So, so the topic for mm-hmm. this podcast yeah. is the Jeffrey Epstein affair or- the, I don't know. What do you call it? What do we call I'm not it? even the sure that's the topic. That's the subject. It's the subject. Uh, because one of the things I think, you know, the reason we brought this up is yeah. everyone's offended at the grotesqueness of having sex with 14, 15, and 16 year old girls, right? Right. Well, 14 and 15 and 16 year old girls are sexual beings and that's not to take these guys off the hook, but what everyone's putting their attention on the offense yes. and not on the mindset before you know, that right. led to it. And that's what we're going to talk about. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And, 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 the, and the mindset for this particular character could go anywhere from psychopathy to, you know, inherent narcissism or power freak or whatever the or case is. Absolute corruption. But, or total corruption yeah. and so forth. Yeah. But the basic idea that the basic take we, we have on this mm-hmm. is that it all comes down to ultimately personal responsibility yeah i mean that's yeah and integrity yeah right yeah and is this the is this the world you want to create right right yes and i don't think we want to leave it upon people like jeffrey epstein or bill clinton or bill cosby yeah to create the world we want to live in but we as responsible human beings have to look and look at this thing and go what the fuck like what the fuck are we doing and why do we allow this to go on right and my real question, like the first time we talked about this, my real question is, mm-hmm. what were the fathers doing? What were the fathers doing? And this is not to blame the fathers, but I, I right. really want to get into the world of like, what was going on over there yes. that would have it be okay that your 15 or 16 or, or 17 year old girl mm-hmm. could go away to the Virgin Islands for a weekend right? with men 30 and 40 years older than her? Correct. Like, how is that okay in anyone's world? Right. You know? Right, and 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 too often the way that these shows are framed, yeah, it, it just goes breezes over that. Like, oh no, that's well, not what we're we're just reporting the story. Well, isn't reporting the story ought it not get into this? this yeah, is, no, which that's is exactly where we it. saw our opening. We're like, well, yeah. wait a minute, why aren't, why aren't people asking this question? Right, you know? and what is what is leading? I mean, really leading this activity that yeah. seemed to be pretty pervasive that a lot of dudes partook in right Right. and it's been going on for a while well i mean ultimately it's been going on for thousands of years this whole idea of an older man Mm -hmm. whether it's a 30 year old with a 15 year old girl or Mm -hmm. boy for that matter Mm -hmm. or or even more you know kind of crazy or bizarre when Mm -hmm. you get a really older person that's 30 or 40 or 50 years different Mm -hmm. in age you know Obviously, that happened, and that happens still. And our question is, what's how does that happen? Like, wh- what allows it to get to that level where that that kid mm-hmm. becomes a victim to one of these creeps? You know. Well, I want to be real careful about focusing too much on the victim. Okay. You know what I want to look at is the mentality before that. I mean, the vi- people are focusing on the victim; they're going to take care right. of. What I want to do is get to the root cause. One one of the problems we have with our legal system mm-hmm. and with our social justice system, mm-hmm. we put all the attention on the victims. Yes, right, we do, and we do very little to get to the root cause and to eliminate the source of what's going on. Right. So your root cause analysis, yeah, question, you know, and I mean, you see it especially that this whole opioid crisis, right? Mm-hmm. 
You know, they're not really talking about the root causes treatment. They got the narco thing that they hit you up with when you're having right. an overdose, which I think is dumb because it takes away the only consequence from doing heroin. Yeah. But I get it. It saves lives and I get the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But we're not looking at what is at the source of this. What creates this anomaly to occur? Right. What, what, what's the Petri dish? Yeah. What is the Petri dish within which this stuff occurs? Yeah. And how does the conversation we're having impact or potentially impact that petri dish well and the thing yeah. is i what i think is that as men we all have to look in the mirror yeah and look at what is appealing about this what's appealing about it yeah okay what's appealing about the story itself or the whole or, or the practice okay right because this wouldn't go on if other people didn't think it was appealing if other people didn't think it was appealing, are you talking about the actual sexual act itself well, or the, the power the play? The the, great, the, yeah. Okay. Like why, why has this been allowed to go on? I mean, why is it okay that this guy bought an island? Why is it okay that he sends junkets over there? Why is it okay that all these officials, Bill Clinton and Alan Dershowitz, who are supposedly, you know, protectors of the constitution, mm -hmm. why is it okay that they go over there? You know? Well, yes. And- and if you look at like what it takes mm -hmm. to generate one flight, we should talk about that for a second, actually, because mm -hmm. here, okay, uh, let's suppose this Ghislaine Maxwell was the master of ceremonies, mm -hmm. so to speak, right? Mm -hmm. So, okay, she's got a, okay, we're booking the flight. Oh, we've got everybody lined up. Oh, mm -hmm. Bill's in mm -hmm. and, you know, Alan's coming. Mm-hmm. And there's a roster of who's coming. Mm -hmm. Oh, did we arrange for transportation? And uh, we've got 17 girls and uh, one of them tried to run out at the last second, but we talked her back into coming. You know, like in other words, all those little pieces, mm -hmm. all these little, these little mini stories within the greater story are going on. Yeah. Right. And the question then becomes how big or, or in other words, what is the nature of that mechanism is what I'm hearing you say, right? Well, yeah. You're, and, you're and really what's, what's sourcing the depravity? And how does it go from de being depraved to everyone's like, yeah, I think this is a good idea. Right. Right? Right. And I, and it's not so much about the Jeffrey Epstein thing. Yeah. As, we, as guys, we want to start looking on how we can allow mm -hmm. in, supposedly innocently depravity yeah. to occur all around us. Now, this is such an extreme case. Right. But where are there other cases that are, that are like the same mentality, but it leaks down? Well- Okay, so my the first thing that popped in my head when mm -hmm. you were talking is mm -hmm. a guy sitting against a building on the street when you're on your way here, or I could be on my way here, and there's mm -hmm. a guy sitting there, homeless, on mm -hmm. the street, you mm -hmm. know, with a cup in front of him, mm -hmm. and we're just walking past him like he's not there, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I think that's kind of like a little bit of cognitive dissonance or how we deal with that. We're like, well, I'm not going to deal with this guy now, or, you know, like oh, I see, Trader yeah. Joe's, yeah. and there's a guy out there, you know, yeah asking for donations for something at Trader Joe's and we mm -hmm. walk, I, I do, I walk by them. I, I develop an opinion about that. Mm -hmm. And then my opinion about it then makes it, oh, well, you know, I got to get to my appointment on time. And you, you know what I'm saying? In other words, yeah. in other words, it, it I'm not sure be, I'm fully tracking how that relates to the Jeffrey it, Epstein thing. Well, it, in other words, ignorance Okay, ignore, to ignore mm -hmm. something yeah. versus nescience, which is you don't even know it's there. Right. Yeah. So ignorance of it, to ignore it, mm -hmm. okay, involves rationalization. Okay. Like you it know, doesn't impact me. It, it doesn't, doesn't affect impact, me. I don't, yeah. What am I going to do about that? Okay. So helplessness too. Yeah. It's not my problem. It's not. What, what am I going to do about that? I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, I don't know any of these people. So uh, it's going on over there, but it doesn't affect me. Well, it's going on over there, and yeah, it doesn't affect me, or how can I possibly impact that? Yeah, so there's there impotency on your end, like I have no say in the matter, and you know this is just the way things go, and the rich and powerful can do this, and I don't can't do anything about it. Yeah, right. Okay. So isn't so that that's really interesting, then, right? Isn't that how this country got founded? Was well, the tyranny of King George right? There was the oppression point. going on. Yeah, and and. And one could make an argument that it wasn't just one or two or three events, no. oppress, oppressive it, it events. Was, it, it was, was it stacked up and somebody, suddenly somebody said, you know what, we better start having a constitutional convention over here and talking about how we're going to mess with these guys because this can't go on. And like I that. think at the core, 
that's kind of what's going on with the Jeffrey Epstein thing. Critical mass of some kind. There, yeah, there's like this group of dudes, you know, across party lines. Yeah. Right? Uh, that have a lot of money and influence. Yes. That are above, you know, that perceive themselves above the law and uninfluenced by the law. And un- influenced by the social mores and the agreements and the practices of the rest of us. One could argue it's an entire class. Yeah. It's an entire yeah. category of human being. So that to me is where I want to go with this. This is this is this is where the problem lies, right? And and just like the revolution, you know, yeah. When do the common folk mm-hmm. say enough's enough already? Let me just add something to what you just said, which mm-hmm. is that on the one hand, on this on the polar side, mm-hmm. if you do the whole polar thing, you got institutionalized corruption over here mm-hmm. that facilitates all this stuff. And there's mm-hmm. an entire subnet, a network and a subnetwork well, and another well, one under that. Well, I don't know about the networks. It, it, Just look at the state of Illinois. Yeah, right. It keeps it all throbbing yeah. over here. But mm-hmm. then you got the individual person over mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. right? You know, and, and by the way, f- between here and there, you're cutting across all these classes of people, mm-hmm. economic. Yeah, no, I know. St- economic classes, social classes, cultural, you name it. Mm-hmm. So really that's, I guess, why the podcast is going to be at least 60 minutes because we've got to be well, able no. to dig into what what happens between here and here. Well, I, you know? I, I don't think it's all that complicated. Okay. I, he- I heard a great radio sh- show last night, driving home from Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and it's uh, happened to be a Chris- Christian radio station, but what they were talking about was the uh, failings of the public school system, right? In Wisconsin? No, no, the woman who was talking was from Illinois. Oh, okay, got it. From Deerfield High School. Oh, okay, yeah. And um, her name was, her last name's Higgins, Lori Higgins. Okay. And she's written a bunch of papers. I started looking at it last night. I mean, brilliant woman. She's talking about the NEA and Mm -hmm. APA, the American Psychological Association. Yeah. And talking about all the you know, the aberrant behavior that's now becoming normal. They were talking about the things you're talking about, Mm -hmm. about training people, training young children about sexual sexual behavior like it's seven, yeah. eight years old. Uh, yeah, seven, eight years old. Here's how you have anal sex. It, they is... were actually talking about this last night. Yeah, right? well, what's the problem? <laughs> exactly. And pointing to pointing to the wackiness of that. So there's what, what the, the woman, this Lori Higgins said one of the most fascinating things I've ever heard. She goes, conservatives are cowards. And she's a conservative, right? Conservatives are cowards. And, and when you think about the nature of conservation, it's to protect and hold back and not be bold and to be, you know, slow to and to tolerate a lot, right? It certainly is the is supposedly the opposite of progressive, right? Yeah. Yeah. But and so what's happened is there's also the part of we don't want to get involved, we're not going to say anything, we don't want to offend anyone, we're mm-hmm. you know, we don't want to be looked at stodgy, we don't want to do this. And I think what's happening now, and I think one of the reasons for the radio show and, and now especially for this podcast, yeah, is the time has come where Someone's got to step up and say, this is all bullshit, right? Well, it's all bullshit, but in what way is it all bullshit, obviously? In other words, what's, well, all, what's all bullshit? The, the, well, with the Jeffrey Epstein thing, that no one, if we're going to have a free country, mm-hmm. if we're actually going to live by the design of the grand social experiment that was created, you know, 243 years ago, yep. okay? If we're going to have this... And we consent to be governed. Yeah, we all have to consent, all of us, regardless of of our wealth, or our political status, or mm-hmm. our religious beliefs, mm-hmm. or our gender affiliation. Any of it, we all have to consent to be governed. Okay, and then we all have to, and it's and it's dynamic. And when there's a group like this particular group, yep, or any other group that mm-hmm. thinks they're above the law, mm-hmm. someone has to stand up against it. Right. And, and and the other thing she said that was really fascinating, Lori Higgins said this, is that she said in the the foundation of Christianity, like Christianity, Christians will be persecuted. So that people have to be willing to stand for something in the face of potential persecution. Yeah. Right? So it means courage it and, means and standing up. And, and persecution is not necessarily somebody like pointing a finger at you and hollering at you. Persecution takes many, many forms. Yeah. Persecution occurs in a context of like social isolation. Sure. Uh, economic. Uh, hey, well, 
you're gonna we're gonna fire your ass. Uh, well, we're, or, we're gonna or, ban your company, or we'll yeah. ban your company. Certain banks, sure. Certain banks are now refusing to do business with conservatives. Sure, exactly. This is a fact. No, I know, but it, and so, so that's gonna that's so what? So what? In, in a free market, right? That just we can't. The whole point of what I'm saying and what she was saying is yeah. we can't let that concern. The concern for our own comfort and convenience yep. stand in the way of our stand of actually creating a country and a place and an right. environment and a world where we treat each other equally. Right. And it's gotten, you know, and there's always this ebb and flow, right? Mm -hmm. But this Epstein thing is so apparently out of whack, you know, where these guys just do not give a shit. Well, I think what adds to the whole attraction to bring up the story to begin with mm -hmm. is that... Uh, Epstein was really an insider with many, many people. Mm -hmm. And so it raises, it raises our attention like, well, wow. So this was going on mm -hmm. with the highest members of the U S government. And, you know, ostensibly well, Bill Clinton was going there. He's a president, he's an ex president, yeah. whatever. Well, you're, right? You know, the whole thing and though, a handful of other politicos sure. and actors and well, the wealthy thing is, and powerful people. The thing is it gets down to, the most forbidden of all fruit, right? And and the ultimate power play is getting that, and the most valuable item is getting that thing you don't have access to, right? Okay, so in other words, what is normally not accessible is a guy going into a Barnes and Noble and mm -hmm. walking out with a 15-year-old girl, taking her That's, to his car. Or to a hotel room. Or to a hotel room. Whereas That's, in this case... He gets yeah. all the candy he wants. This is a forbidden fruit. This is the right. ultimate a case of forbidden fruit. Well, and it plays on. on hand. And when you think about it, it's middle-aged men. And what, I mean, you and I are both beyond middle-aged now, right? Yep. And the biggest concern middle-aged men have, let's if we're just telling the truth, is the loss of their own sexuality, right? Like men are concerned that, you know, will I still be able to get it up? Will I still be able, to, I mean, there's a whole product line on this right okay right will i still be able to be that sexual being power that powerful man right you know okay and the 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 idea of when when i'm older yeah now i can have this more this most forbidden of all fruits i mean that is like okay so this goes to the heart of how we rationalize anything oh yeah right mm -hmm. i mean we say we're going to quit drinking and we go have a drink when we shouldn't. Well, I think and it's more than that, Bob. I think it, it, this is such an aberrant behavior. It becomes also an element of exclusivity. Not everyone has access to these women. Right. So, so this is like the most selective of all country clubs. Right. Right. Yeah. So another layer of it is, is, um, only I can get away with this. Only, Only I can do this. Can. Only we can, right? Yeah. We, exactly. Yeah, that's and, true. And Jeffrey Epstein is the purveyor of this. Mm -hmm. And through association with him, now you've got access to the most forbidden of all fruits. Right. Which just makes you that much more powerful. Yeah. Because money doesn't mean anything anymore to those guys. Right? I got so much of it. You know, they say once you hit 20 million, well, it's all. Well, and that know. gets into a whole different thing with our judicial system. You know, how our judicial system is set up traditionally is if you are confronted and you've got to pay for your crime, there's two ways, time or money. Money is incredibly replenishable. Right. And time, you can't get back. Right. So guys that don't have money only can pay with their time. Well, speaking of the judicial system, here's the other thing. Mm -hmm. Another layer on the story mm -hmm. is that this guy was three times Mm -hmm. Three times, mm -hmm. and he gets off three times. Mm -hmm. He wrote a lot of checks. He Apparently, wrote, he wrote a lot of checks. You know? He wrote a lot of checks, and he obviously had some kind of he had some kind of leeway or some kind of who knows if the judges went. Because again, it's about power. Yeah, right. It's true. Who knows if the judges were on the same plane yeah. at a different time? Maybe it's it's about power, right? Right. And when you have access to, think of the most valuable thing. So you're, you're in development, right? Yeah. And what is the most desirable piece of property or the most desirable building you can think of? And now you've got access to it. Right. And you've got funding for it. 
Right. What are you going to do with that? You've got control. You've got control. That's really what it's about. It's yeah. about control. And, and, it, and, and it creates that exclusivity. And then you've got something that everybody else wants. And fundamentally, that's the problem is this, this, this way that men can sometimes look at the world, mm-hmm. this winning at all costs, this, I've got something you want. Yeah. That makes me, you know, the hierarchy. We've talked about this. You know, you've got to become subservient to him. Right. You know, and that's the structure we've created that doesn't work anymore. Where we're, we're beholding to people with power because we think there's something different than us. No. No, that's what this is about. Standing up, speaking the truth, saying no. This shit's got to stop. So you and I in this scenario mm-hmm. have no or had and have no say necessarily in this story. I didn't know about it until just a couple of weeks ago. No, yeah. no, right. I know. I'm just saying like, okay, yeah. so, okay, so now we know, mm-hmm. now we know. Mm-hmm. And the message we're here to inject into the stream of consciousness regarding this mm-hmm. is that everybody has a choice right. somewhere along the line. The guy at the ticket counter, mm-hmm. somebody carrying baggage, mm-hmm. Uh, one of the servers on the plane yeah. who probably had to sign an NDA before she, oh, yeah. or he, you know, there's he a paper she, trail, you know, there were contracts, right, you know? right, right. They had to, they had to back everything up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's just too many lawyers. And so, yeah. So there's all this, there's gotta be a paper trail with this. And, and, and what the whole idea of this is we're raising the awareness, not just to the act, right. But to the mindset behind the act and right. trying to ways have people start looking, particularly men start looking at, this is what's going on out there. Not to be paranoid, but to say no. Right. You know? So, so. And start holding others to account. My understanding that a lot of the way this works is Mm -hmm. a fear of loss. Is what? Fear of loss. Of course. Fear of loss has been used for thousands of years. Another thing we would call it is scarcity context. Scarcity context. You're going to lose your job, land, property, Relationship, Fortune, access, access, identity, identity. Yeah, yeah. In other words, there's things that it's the Ray Donovan thing. Mm-hmm. Like when Ray Donovan goes, you know, like, you know, he, he just, somebody, everybody has something that they want, that they don't want known. Right. And his job is to find out what that is. So, pressure on it, so yeah. he could use, right. So yeah. he could use it against them. Yeah. So it's the fear of loss that is one of the, I guess what I'm trying to do, and maybe it's not the right thing to do, mm-hmm. or maybe it's not the pertinent thing to do, but I'm looking for takeaways for people that are listening to this exchange right now where they could say, okay, all right. It's easy to say it's an integrity issue. It's yeah, easy to no, say I, that I, it's an honesty yeah. issue. I think what it is, is getting in relationship with yourself. It begins with self-awareness. Right. And when you start looking at yourself and your self-awareness, right, you start noticing, and you got to tell the truth, you start noticing the things you allow, okay? And then when you start noticing the things you allow, you start noticing your own darkness. Right. The things you crave, the things you desire, the things you won't even let yourself think of, right? Okay. And then we often judge that as bad, so then we suppress that. Okay. And that can be what... But just be with that for a second, right? Okay. Because the level to which we can be with our darkness yep. is a level we can be with our brilliance. Okay. Right? Yep. And, but, and, and it's weird because it seems like we have to get to our darkness before we can get to our brilliance because we got to start telling the truth. Well, right. So so f- the tangent here, not necessarily the tangent, mm-hmm. but the distillate. Mm-hmm. One could call you it. You use big words all the, the time. Distillate. That's really awesome. Yeah, well, you know, yeah those are good uh, words. A little reduction. You're the, you're the so, college professor. <laughs> I'm just a guy from Berwyn. That's all. I know. The idea basically is. With a bad Southside accent. Is yeah. that the fundamental structure yeah. upon which all this rests yeah. is not even so much a moral question mm-hmm. as it is the practical idea of actually being in relationship to oneself such that there's, I'll say it, choice. Yeah. So that choice emerges Mm -hmm. from one's self-realization or more direct self-confrontation maybe. Well, what you got to do is you got to understand yourself, right? Like really get yourself fully with no judgment. 
and then accept yourself. And that's the right. beginning of self-love. And then get responsible for yourself. Okay. Right? And then you get responsible for the impact that you make. And then if you look at from a place of responsibility, do you have anything to clean up? Is there anything you screwed up out there? You know, anybody you accidentally fucked over, anything that you need to go clean up. Right. And go clean it up. And then, th then when you get there and everything's pretty clean, now you're just pressing to the moment, right? And then you're really a choice. Then you're really a choice. And you're choosing from your commitment, not from your circumstance. See, what you, you, I love the thing you're talking about with Ray Donovan, right? Because he finds out what's that dark thing that that person can't be with in their own mind. And he applies the thumb pressure to their temple gets them on their knees, and now they're barking at him. Rawr, rawr, rawr. I'll do whatever you want, Ray. Yeah. And if you were just like, hey, yeah, I can do that. I am that, you know, I have access to that level of hate, that level of evil or whatever. And you could, oh, I choose not to do that. Yeah, Ray did that. And if we've already cleaned it up, okay, Ray, you're right. It happened 10 years ago, big deal. What else next? So what you're saying basically, where I go with it yeah. is that... I tend to think mm -hmm. that there is a lot of noise in our life mm -hmm. that really keeps us mm -hmm. from being in relationship with ourselves. Yeah. And one of the noises that gets created mm -hmm. is the stuff that we leave in our wake that we didn't really yeah, deal exactly. with effectively. Exactly. Whether it's, you know, it's I, the plastic bags in the water. I, <laughs> I, I right. Mm -hmm. I sold my, uh, uh, I'm not saying I did this, but like, for example, I sold my brother's 10 speed mm -hmm. to get 200 bucks mm -hmm. to go buy whatever for myself. Right. And then I told him that somebody stole his bike. Nice. You know, I mean, like, you nice. know, something as diabolical as that, right? Yep. Yeah. And that because I never even addressed that and he never knew that I, it was me, you know, like all oh, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if that's, so you're saying that that represents a little buzz of noise mm -hmm. that is like, well, who am I to go say what that guy over there is doing? Because I got this stuff over here that I did, yeah. and therefore yeah. I could be exposed, or yeah. I'm just as bad as they are. Or live and let or, live. You know, what I did is okay. So it's quid pro quo. Right. 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 So, yeah. and Or it's it's even, it, it, we're just so crazy. Who knows what it is? We it, could build countless scenarios. Well, I think one of the things, you, ever, you remember Og Mandino? Yeah. Remember him? Mm hmm. Yeah, he had a book called The University of Success. It's mm -hmm. a great book. I still have it. It's all torn. Mm -hmm. And, you know, since I've since, you know, like I own three islands and I have a billion dollars. But anyway, uh, he talks about how there's this mechanism where I won't, and I know you know this in a different form or even mm -hmm. this directly, mm -hmm. I won't, I won't, I won't talk about the stuff that I did as, and I'll, and I'm willing to keep what you did a secret. Right. And that now we're bound in some, negative space somewhere some hellish yeah. negative space yeah. right well i i i would really wonder if like this whole jeffrey epstein how much of that he you know is his currency you know like how many how many dirty photos he has of really famous people oh you know videos videos oh you know like really bad stuff you know it has to has to be yeah and and that's i mean it, my guess is it's a billion dollars worth of that stuff because that's how he got rich is he actually has got the goods on people, right? Right. And see, that gets back to the whole thing too. It's like being responsible for your own actions, right? And like if you're gonna if you're gonna choose to go do aberrant behavior, then just be responsible for it. By the way, just as a little aside, so one mm -hmm. little tidbit on Epstein, right? Yeah. He's twenty years old mm -hmm. and he gets play he was no that's why he was a math teacher? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's got no education yeah. and he gets well, he's connected. He knows the guy who runs he knows the school. Yeah, and school. he's teaching at an exclusive school. Mm -hmm. And and so for those who for those of you who are listening to this conversation, just to reprise this, the whole idea is regardless of how he got there mm -hmm. and regardless of all the things that had to fall into place for this guy mm -hmm. to actually have his own jet flying, you know. Uh, minors on plane, and it could be boys too, by the way. I don't think not, it was. I not just girls. girls. Well, whatever. I mean, girls. And and he's flying. It he's right. It's like the pedophilia express this guy had going on. <laughs> yeah. And that would be a nice logo, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. What's that logo look like? What color's a plane? That's what I want to know. Oh man! Right. And so, I, I just think of the Doors song. You know, send me to the next whiskey bar. Oh you know, yeah, oh, yeah. That really right. mented Doors song. Yeah. So. The, the idea basically is is that 
what is at the core of how a Jeffrey Epstein gets to exist mm-hmm. and I want to say proliferate or whatever, prosper or mm-hmm. continue whatever he's doing mm-hmm. is really our own relationship with ourselves mm-hmm. because, or as anybody on that plane or anybody like we, like I said a couple of minutes ago, all the things that had to happen for that to happen. We are somewhere along the line. Somebody could have pulled the plug on the operation sure, and absolutely. nobody did. And nobody did. Like Bill Clinton was a former president, right? Yep. And he could have easily pulled the plug. Right. He could have easily said no. Right. 26 flights later, I don't remember if I went there. <laughs> I don't remember, you know, I went there, but I don't didn't remember if I participated right. in anything, right? I mean, right. come on, dude. You know, I did not have sex with that woman, right? Right. I mean, come on, dude. Seriously. Right. And and what it is, it's it's that absence of relationship, that hole in that in his own soul. Mm-hmm. You oh, know? he himself. Oh, yeah. That he's trying to fill with these, with this, you know, again, this one final last bit of the forbidden fruit. Yeah, which bears the question, really. Yeah. What is the relationship between the perpetrator mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. and the and the guy that has almost nothing to do with any of this, mm-hmm. but his silence ended up that one little thing that he did, that one little bolt mm-hmm. that needed to be in the in place to hold it. What's that quote? Many, many, many other bolts. Yeah, what's that quote? That the only thing that evil needs to exist is the silence of good men. Good men to do nothing. Yeah. You know, I mean, how did Hitler get into power? How did anybody who is truly aberrant get into power? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people were there to hold the door for him. Mm -hmm. And that's really what this is about. And and that's what this podcast is about, is really a request to men to stop holding the door open for aberrant and destructive behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and if you don't know if it's aberrant, destructive, check in, see, yeah, ask, ask somebody. Yeah, oh, yeah. What's this? This right? You know, yeah. I mean, that's it. Which, by the way, asking an essential question like that mm-hmm. requires a lot of courage. Of course, it does. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would venture to say that most guys uh, will look in the mirror and say, Oh, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm shaving the world's greatest lover's face right now. You know, but I, as I like to say, if you want to know if you're the world's greatest lover, go ask your lover, mm-hmm. you know, you're yeah. not going to, you know, you're not the best judge of that. And so why does asking even, the question that the and answer, when did that become a competitive sport? <laughs> right? Like, I mean, really like, why is that even a question? Yeah. Could that it well that gets into a whole other thing the whole ego well the gratification of the self yeah. because of the ego I've got to be the greatest of this or that right you know. or I've got to be able to I I I I slept with forty seven women before I got married or whatever, whatever the case General. is yeah so so okay so so we've got this relationship with ourselves mm-hmm. and then we've got you know the next the very next step is is what if we're in, if we're in a good relationship with ourselves does that open every door we would well, want to that, have i mean not, n- now we're actually know. if we're in relationship with ourselves now we can actually check in what are, what is our commitment what are we committed to what matters to us mm-hmm. right why do i exist what is right. my purpose on this planet right and you know one could make the argument and i guess this is why we're having this conversation one could make the argument that that our our there's a depth of of the depth of the relationship we have to ourselves mm-hmm. is like the you know the governor on the motor right mm-hmm. yeah it's like the governor on the motor of commitment like in other words uh shallow mm-hmm. shallow uh relationship to oneself modest level of commitment uh uh, heavy, intense relationship with oneself in a healthy way. Now I'm not yeah, talking about, yeah. you know, being in love with yourself. I'm right. talking about a healthy self concept based on introspection. Well, right? I, I'm not sure we ever get it fully complete. I'm not sure we ever like, yeah, the, there's no arrival. I there, get there's that. no arrival. Right. So yeah, I think that's it's, for sure. Yeah. And I, I think what it is, at least my experience of it is mm-hmm. the bigger my commitment. Okay requires a deeper dive into what I'm capable of. 
And let's use the president as an example, mm -hmm. particularly the president who happens to be on the alpha side of male, shall we say. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, who's he's a ball buster of a guy, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so many guys I've met are like, you know what, I'm very impressed with that son of a bitch, but I would never want to do business with him. Yeah. You know, like that. Mm -hmm. Like, man, I would probably get shafted if, you know, he wouldn't pay me or he would just drag me through the, you know, gravel before I, don't I ever got paid. I don't or, think he's ever conformed with the comfort of the people he's dealing with. Yeah, right. Right? <laughs> I, I don't. Right. I, I think it's I think in, it's pretty much limited to him and him. Well, well, <laughs> not only that, I think it's 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 limited to and focused on yeah what he's out to accomplish. Right, right. So he doesn't get too concerned about right. comfort mm -hmm. or convenience. Right, he gets con concerned with like how do I do a deal? Right, and so we're going to go back to just so we don't lose track. Yeah. this whole idea of the relationship with oneself, and then the next step is the commitment. Yeah. Yeah. And the commitment, uh, I mean, you could be in a great relationship with yourself and your commitment could be very, fairly narrow mm -hmm. and you'd just be like, oh, who cares about Jeffrey Epstein's plane? And, oh, I know my next door neighbor's uh, daughter went on a trip to the Bahamas last week and she's 15. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, I wouldn't let my daughter go to the Bahamas when she's 15 unless she came with me or mm -hmm. I, there was some kind of escort or some kind or another versus yeah. putting her on a plane and having a good time, you know? So it's always difficult. It's a gray area. I'm saying, well, it's always difficult to create these scenarios that haven't happened, you know, but it's really like, and, and hopefully the hypotheticals you're yeah. saying. Yeah. And the commitment I'm talking about is something beyond you. It's something more than just your comfort or satisfaction or something mm -hmm. like that. It's like, What's your commitment to making a difference? What's your commitment to moving something forward? What's mm -hmm. your commitment to, to right. grow? You know, that's what I'm talking about. Right. You know, it, it's not just egoic, you know? So taking it to the street level for a moment, just yeah. to explore this for a second or two. Um, so you got some people that are committed to living life. Mm -hmm. um, let's say in the more conservative mindset, they're like, you know, look, I can only deal with what's in front of me. Mm-hmm. I know that we're having some crazy weather around the world, mm -hmm. but as far as I could tell, as far as I could tell from a superficial level, that I, as far as I could mm -hmm. see, we've got the sun and the atmosphere, mm -hmm. and there's that. Mm -hmm. and then you've got another group of people that are like, oh no, it's our obligation. <laughs> you know where I'm going. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, I breathe CO2. Well, oh my God. And well, that's a problem. That's a, because different, eventually, that's a different podcast. Okay. Well, <laughs> right. Because, no, well, I mean, what you're talking about, you're, you're talking about people. I'm talking that, about people the structure that, of your commitment versus this. And, and well, words, you're talking about, okay, so what you're talking about is what's informing the commitment, okay? So the people that are concerned about bovine flatulence, shall yeah. we say, okay? Mm -hmm. Those are people that are permanent victims. They're permanent victims. They've signed up to be a victim of everything. So their decision is all based on correcting or fixing whatever it was that they're victimized by. And see, being a victim, the problem with being a victim is if you're a victim, you can't do a damn thing about the thing. That just All you can do is whine about it. And so their solution is just to act out or whine about it or do something. They have no power. Mm -hmm. And they have no pathway. Right. Right. Or the pathway they have is insane. Right. The Green New Deal. Right. <laughs> Completely freaking unhinged. Right. Well, and it's not even about it's not even about the environment. It's about an economic overthrow of the government. Well, so this is not the time to talk about this. Though. No. But I, why I'm bringing it up, mm -hmm. I'm bringing it up for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's not to switch subjects. Yeah. It's basically to say that simply because one has a commitment is no guarantee well, what a, of a Jeffrey Epstein not, you know, getting well, a chance to pro, to Of course not. You know. Listen, be prolific. People like pe if you will. There are people like Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Right? And there's other people. And there's always going to be people like Jeffrey Epstein. From the beginning of time, there's always going to be people yeah. that are going to push the edges of the envelope. There's always going to be people who are going dominate to, others <laughs> or are, are resistant are, are to taking advantage of something. Of course, there's always going to be that, right? Right. There's good and there's evil. Right. So to right. keep a balance in the force, mm -hmm. 
you have to have people who are people have to stand up. Yeah, people who are peaceful warriors, so yeah, to speak. Absolutely. Right. That are um the Gandhis, the Martin Luther Kings, the John F. Kennedys, the Ronald Reagans, those people. Right. right. Those are the people that, you know, are taking a stand for something. Well, those are the people that we have a history of taking a stand, right? Yeah, but it's all kinds of other people too. Yeah. It's the guy who's a cop down in the corner. Right. You know, the fireman that went into the buildings in nine eleven. Mm-hmm. I mean, all these guys, right? Right. You know, the women who work as nurses in, you know, hospitals or women who work as firemen or, or police officers. Right. How, what's the relationship between commitment and morality? I don't know. Because I'm thinking, okay, we have a Morality commitment. is a set of rules, you know, that's based on something beyond you, you know. Uh, it's a set of judgments you have. I don't know if there's a, a relationship between the two. I'm referring to you don't sexualize an eight-year-old kid. In other words, there's no reason from uh, our, our, our... There's no... There's no... That's uh, aberrant behavior. That's depravity, right? Well, yes. And you got people that believe that it's not. And what's their commitment? You know what I'm saying? So this Pleasure. Whole, right. I know. No, no. But, I mean, their, their own depravity. See, that's not commitment, though. There's this whole idea of commitment being a bulwark against this kind of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. That's where we're going. Yeah. At least so far is what I'm getting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, you know, obviously, once there's a commitment, you you have to have some level of courage to have even the simplest commitment. There has to be mm-hmm. some degree of courage mm-hmm. because there's a risk involved mm-hmm. in a commitment, mm-hmm. I'm thinking. Well, anytime you're committing to something that's not, or even if it is, okay. So you know, and you're in a leadership position, you're gonna you're gonna be standing up against something, right? And when you stand up against something, there's always gonna be some resistance. There's always gonna be some pushback. There's always gonna be some persecution. That's just right. the nature of the beast. So you know. is there is there any recipe for this? Is there a path for this? Is the relationship with the self, the assumption? Or the taking on of a commitment, mm-hmm. the exercise of, I want to say, in other words, I, I'm looking, I'm not, I'm not necessarily looking for a recipe, but you could say I'm looking for a recipe yeah. because people are going to listen to what we're saying and saying, you know, okay. It, so, it's just honoring your word. It's just integrity. Right. It, it's simple. This is simple. It's difficult because there's no, there's a lot of opposition to it, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of distraction. Yeah. You know, I mean, just on our our phones, our phones keep buzzing while we're in here, right? There's Mm -hmm. a distraction. Mm -hmm. And so it's staying on task. It's staying committed. It's it's staying in action and staying, being in alignment with the thing you're committed to, right? Like you and I are committed to freedom. You and I are committed to men becoming more responsible. Well, we're committed to free speech. I think that one of the things that the biggest thing that came up in the, you know, constituting the show, the radio show for mm-hmm. sure, mm-hmm. was actually uh, creating some type of dialogue or the, the, yeah. a, a, a platform for dialogue uh, that um, has people having freedom to say something mm-hmm. without fear of reprisal, repression. Right. Social isolation and all the whatever, the loss of something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So it really all comes down to the relationship with the self mm-hmm. as the very first thing. Yeah. So how do we create the Petri dish where the cells of the relationship with the self can grow? How do you, how do we do that? Like Just, how, what's the culture, what's missing in our, so what would we put into our culture now that would have people have greater access mm-hmm. to their their relationship with themselves, with Having their own selves? And our words and our actions all in a line. Line up. Yeah. Right? So. I didn't think that up. A guy named Gandhi, a little brown guy, thought that one up, right? <laughs> a little brown man came up with this and said, so that anyway. was amazing, absolutely amazing guy. So, like one of my heroes. Yeah. yeah. So, so when our thoughts and our actions 
Thoughts, yeah. words, and actions. Thoughts, words, and actions are in alignment. Mm-hmm. Our relationship with ourself is then... Usually peace of mind. Complete. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we have the ability, we have a capacity to speak where we may not have spoken before or act and where deal we may with, not have acted before. And deal with like a Ray Donovan that comes up to you and tries to pin you. Right. Okay, Ray. Right. Got it. And then Ray ends up having to kill you because you're not going to give in. He won't kill you. <laughs> you. Ray will never kill a just man. It's it's not congruent with his character. Right? It's true. It's true. Yeah. Having seen all the episodes, God help me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. One of the greatest characters on television. It really is. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, know. we could do shows just on we were gonna leadership, do leadership secrets of Ray Donovan. We're gonna I mean, do it should be a show. Well, we're going to do, I, I think we should do a show just on really cool you know, TV characters or movie characters. Like the Sling, oh. Carl from Sling Blade. That guy. <laughs> Love that guy, right? Well, one of my favorite movies <laughs> He's is- He's kind of uh, like uh, uh, Gump, Forrest Gump. Like Carl from Sling Blade is like Forrest Gump with like an axe. <laughs> Forrest Gump is an axe murderer. Yeah. That's kind of cool. So, all right. Where do we go from here regarding this whole idea? The, regarding this whole idea is what it's about. It's about- Guys, getting to know themselves and making sure their thoughts or words and their actions are in alignment. Okay. And when something's not working, saying, hey, listen, man, this isn't working. Right. And standing up to it. I don't care. And, 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 and Jeffrey Epstein is like the, he's so far out in the toolies. You know, what we're talking about is just stuff you see around, you know? Corrupt behavior in your homeowners association. I, 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 I will admit that I'm in a, you know, a crisis mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm with my thoughts, words, and actions. And so that's a sliding scale kind of a thing. Everybody is at a different place regarding these things. Always. Your integrity is always going out. And And, all there is is to put it back in. Right. It's always going out. And again, that begins with forgiveness. Forgiveness of yourself and forgiveness of others. Okay, so there's a structure right there. Yeah. Which is, I'm glad you mentioned that because there are like petals on the flower, right? Mm-hmm. The relationship with oneself is the whole flower yeah. and each petal is a component. And now we're getting somewhere <laughs> because I feel, well, I mean, I feel like yeah. I'm serious because yeah. if you, the relationship with oneself ought to be accessed through mm-hmm. The same things that maybe you go to the gym and you work out mm-hmm. and you're going to do certain things for your arms and right. certain things for your Shoulder, all the different parts of your your anatomy, right? Yeah. You can work out. Okay, so so there's aspects of the self mm-hmm. that are now aspects of the self that become accessible by the realization that they are actually there. This is getting pretty heady. Well, <laughs> right? So in other words, in other words, a relationship with oneself, one of the fundamental aspects of a relationship with oneself would have to be an assemblage of things, each petal on the flower, courage, commitment, forgiveness, humility, vulnerability, accessibility. I think you're trying to break it down too much. Well, you know, I mean, I think it, I think, I think, yeah, they're, they're all part of it. It's easy to say to somebody, well, you better get in a relationship with yourself. Get in the alignment between your thoughts, words, and actions, and you're okay. Well, and, okay? Then, and then go out and try it and see how it works and come back. And it's not, it's not like a one-size-fits-all, right? Well, it's not, an, it's not only a one-size-fits-all. The whole thing revolves around practices as far as I can right, tell. Right. I mean, just like critical thinking mm-hmm. is a practice that you take on versus a place that you arrive. Mm-hmm. So is the relationship with oneself a product of course of a repetitive yeah. exercise of and, and, principles and being present and, values. and being present to it and like being present being present to when it's on and being present to when it's off right right and one could say and based on conversations you have had you and I have had already that the that the fundamental structure upon which a knowledge or a, a knowledge of the self, self-knowledge or mm-hmm. a relationship with the self mm-hmm. is is based on, as uh, the one author said, Al, 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 
L. Tooker. L. Twitcher. You probably seen mm-hmm. this guy, the curly haired guy. Mm-hmm. He's choose yourself. James L. James L. Tooker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Choose yourself, right? Yeah. His his pretty popular book of the same name, right? Choose yeah. yourself. Yeah. So you're basically choosing yourself, and then you choose from from there mm-hmm. your commitments. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we went from the we went from the the Epstein affair, shall we say? Mm-hmm. Uh, and how does an Epstein exist to the individual person mm-hmm. and the relationship that they have with themselves mm-hmm. that then becomes access to affecting the world at a larger, much larger scale, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because of maybe the contagiousness of these kind of things. I mean, one could, one could argue that um, people like being around somebody who has a good relationship with themselves, right? Mm-hmm. They, it's attractive, like, you know, yeah. right? They perhaps have lost their judgments and opinions and evaluations, or they're, they, they, they had they, those under control. They don't let them run the show. Right. I, I, I don't right. know if we don't, ever lose our... You know me pretty well. No, I don't think I, I've ever lost my judgments no, and please. opinions. But I don't let them run the show. <laughs> I find them to be hilarious, right? Oh, gosh. And some of them are off color. Right. Right? Yeah. But I, they don't run the show. That's mm-hmm. all. You know, right. I actually enjoy them now. Right. They crack me up. I'm like, wow, you're pretty whacked. <laughs> so the basis of this kind of stuff is like Buddhism, it's it's uh Hinduism, it's yeah, I mean, is I this mean, is a neo spiritual conversation we're having in a certain isn't sense. everything. Is, Not to I take mean, it into that level. No, but, is, but if you really think it, you know, about the whole thing, is it all is like some type of spiritual conversation? I mean, are we Human beings have a spiritual experience, or spiritual beings having a human experience. I don't know. Man. Well, you know? again, and I and I'm looking forward to approaching this on other programs because this is a, uh, I believe, an opportunity for a learning platform. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so you know, self acceptance. This whole idea of being complete. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to have a relationship with yourself unless you totally accept whatever you did or didn't do right. in life. That, that's ultimately when we talk about completion. It's that's the ultimately number one what thing. It is. It's just accepting who you are as you are. Right. Okay. Right. You know, if you, I, I mean, you know, some of the, some of the people who created some of the most heinous crimes in the world, right, right. actually had an experience of being complete with themselves and accepted themselves and who they were, <laughs> right? They got it. Yeah. That's disturbing, but. I, I would imagine that there would have to be some level of yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer's a fascinating guy. You see interviews after the fact. He's like, I don't know what the hell I was doing, you know. And I did it. And he actually, and the guy was like a mass murderer and a cannibal, right? And I saw interviews because I lived up in Milwaukee when he was doing that stuff, right? And I saw interviews. I was fascinated with the guy. I was like, this guy is not that weird. And he went through a really weird space. Well, there was a movie they just made about him. Oh, was there? Yeah, yeah. He's he was pretty weird. No, okay. no, he was weird when he, it's weird I mean, when you're killing animals and when you're killing dudes and eating I their mean, biceps and stuff, you know, and trying to drill holes in people. Yeah, it's really weird. But I don't want to go to Jeffy Dahmer. But no, man, that's really what it is. And I think we should kind of think about wrapping it up because I'm sweating my arse off in here. It's okay. hotter and shit. But. All right. Yeah. Well. Okay. So. So look. Yeah. So in wrapping this up, this is our first podcast, and the purpose is to explore these issues Mm -hmm. so that people can, through our exploration of this one issue, Mm -hmm. there are a number of things that emerge from that that people can, that show up for people as takeaways, or that we're generating value. Yeah. I I believe we are trying to- The one biggest takeaway I want people to to, to really look at and inquire about, I'm not Mm -hmm. going to tell them to, to do this, but really look, whenever they see- something that they see aberrant okay yeah look in the mirror and ask yourself what role did i play in that and if it's if you can't see anything look again because there's some type of either compliance or allowing for or ignoring or being clueless you know like like especially with these big kind of things you know that these big scandals what role did i play in it you know, mm-hmm. like the, the financial crisis, right? What role did I play in it? Greed. We had, we had limitless greed across our culture. People were using their houses as checkbooks, you know, 
everyone thought their house would increase in value 10% every year. Yeah. There was magical thinking, right? Mm-hmm. And then everyone gets ticked off because the value of their home went down 30 to 50% like overnight. Right. Oh my God. And they become victims to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like when anyone becomes victim to anything, right? Look in the mirror. W- what was my role in this? At the same time, mm-hmm. I find it objectionable that, and, and here's why, because mm-hmm. for example, one could say like Jamie Diamond, mm-hmm. yeah. you're one of your favorite guys in oh the whole God, world. Yeah. And so who's doing God's work? I think that's the guy that he's the guy that said that to <laughs> Congress know. or something. He was doing God's work or something. Know. Yeah. And so I think a lot of times that thieves get away with well, their thievery because they can get the actual victim, the purpose, the purpose, the person who got the mm-hmm. stuck on something, you know, yeah. uh, they get that person to feel guilty that they did something, you know, like God forbid a woman is raped and the, the defense attorneys always go after the woman like, Oh, you mm-hmm. wanted to get raped or, you know, you didn't say no, or you didn't clobber him over the head or, or whatever. And then, and then the woman has this terrible guilt for her whole life. Like okay. I, I was the reason this happened. I caused this, you know? Well, so there's a the fine line there. No, you're there, saying, there, there I get what you're is. saying. I get what, what you're I'm saying. saying is, you know, even, even something like a rape, right? Yeah. That's a horrible, 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 horrible crime. Yeah. It's an atrocity, right? Yep. And if the woman stays a victim, and what I'm talking about is getting responsible for what happened to her. So now she can be responsible and, and move forward. I get it. But yeah. when she goes to the mirror mm-hmm. and something aberrant happens to her, let alone somebody else. Well, I, and and I, may, I may be, yeah, absolutely. It's I may be fuzzy a little bit. I, I know. And I may be easy. way off here, right? Yeah. I may be way, way off here. But I think, you know, there's that, that passage in the Bible that says, you know, we're only given what we can handle. Okay. And there's a gift available in all of it. And what happens is we get so caught up in the narrative and so caught up in this. Caught up in the what happened. Yeah. And we don't look at what is really the gift here. And it's and rape is a horrible example of it. Well, it is a horrible example, and I only bring but, it up. I mean, there's it's an people example to no, 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 try and make but, a point, you know. But, but there's been people close to me that have been diagnosed with horrible level, like my friend John, right? He he had this horrible brain cancer, which which took his life eventually, mm. right? How old was he? He was sixty when he passed, right? Mm. But what that did mm-hmm. was through the two or three years where he was going through like the end stage. Yeah. What it did was brought together this whole community of guys. Mm. Right. So it was actually a gift of this. And now there's a, a memorial golf tournament for him and there's, you know, a charity set up for him and there's all the stuff that's being done. Cause, sure. Cause the guy was a great guy, horrible and got reconnected and, and had experience of life that was, cause we're all going to go sometime. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and again, this is my belief, but I believe that everything that's given to us here can become a gift. We just have to have the courage mm-hmm. to find it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And from there, we can actually stand in the face of the thing that's being done to us. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope no one gets offended that's ever experienced rape or anything like that. Cause that's, I'm not blaming people for that. I'm not blaming anyone for anything. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I believe inside all of this, there's a gift, right? Well, let me let me say this with regard to coming to some termination point. Um, that means the end. For now. <laughs> My only question I have left on this issue, Mike, is yeah. in future shows, mm-hmm. right, thematically, yeah. we're going to be examining a number of subjects, but they're all probably going to go back to the same thing. Probably, yeah. 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 And Which uh, is, I think is fine. I think it's fine, too. Um, and I believe that as we step further and further outside of our own selves, mm-hmm. when we have a relationship with ourselves, mm-hmm. I would say that's where life is lived, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean that in yeah. the in the upsets and yeah. in the ter- the turmoil of the tumult right. created by standing up, going, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not going along with that." What? Yeah, you know. So, well, cool. Thank this you. This is the end of our first podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very does, interesting. Yeah, cool, man. Well, we'll be back. 
later with another <laughs> yeah, right. one. Yeah. Right, right. Because we haven't worked this all out yet. They're right. still in the design state. So yeah. thanks, everyone. Thank you. We hope to talk to you again soon on our weekly radio show, which airs every Saturday at 1 o'clock p.m. on WCGO AM and FM. And on our two podcasts, which you can find, rate, and subscribe to on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. The latest episodes are available on SoundCloud at Into the Gap Media and on our website, intothegapmedia.com. For my co-host Mike Sherrick, I'm Bob Pontarelli.